Today on the Soda Pod, an update on the Chicago Blackhawks case that we've been talking about the last few episodes. The Buffalo Sabres and Minnesota Wild, they are in trade talks for Jack Eichel. We're also going to talk about Joel Armia entering the COVID-19 protocol, being not available for Monday's game. We'll end off with a quick note on the Celine Dion and Vegas Golden Knights scandal. And of course, a Tim Peel's hot mic of the week. It's a heavy one. All that and more in episode 169. Nice. Of the Soda Pod, let's go. the Wildwoods of Vancouver Island. Welcome to the Soda Pod. Isha Jerome here alongside the state of Hoppy and thank you for joining us wherever and whenever you are listening. How's it going Hoppy? It's going good man. Just got back from a trip up to UP Michigan which just doesn't even feel like Michigan at all. It's basically Wisconsin to be completely honest but uh, man refreshed ready to give her at three-day week this week because i'm taking the first through the fifth to celebrate america right boy, out of boy. hey and on the first throw on some red ode to canada there you go you can celebrate with me in spirit i will be happy for you that you are celebrating <laughs> <laughs> um you said refreshed like i i need to get into the the hoppy hour like asap because i need some refreshing beer because it is hot as hell here in the province of british columbia and even in washington just south of us there's a heat wave hitting uh well <laughs> western north america right now and i did my research folks it is pushing 105 fahrenheit out here with uh you know with a ton of humidity since it is since i am on a island so i need to get to the beer drinking real quick and uh you know i'll give a shout out to what i'm drinking and to the brewery who's interacting with us uh, when we dive into that segment but quickly before just a reminder to hit us up on twitter and facebook at the soda pod you can leave a text or voicemail at 612-324-1684 and we want to hear about your poor choices and we'll feature them on the wednesday episode segment make good or make good choices. (laughs) I was going to say, send us your poor choices for make good choices. Um, Thanks to open phone. Again, it's a cell phone and an app. Great monthly rates of only 10 bucks a month, only with open phone. One more time. That's 612-324-1684. We want to hear from you, whether it's for that segment, or if you just want to hit us with some wilder NHL takes or questions, the hockey podcast network and the soda pod is powered by DraftKings, a leader in daily fantasy sport. Use promo code THPN for a signup bonus, or if you're a regular user, weekly deals. All right. On the other side, the hoppy hour, I need to get some beer cracked. First, I'd like to propose a toast to UMD goaltender Alex Stalock. To Stalock! To Stalock! I love that stuff. Been drinking it for years. You know, I, I heard they recently decided to add more hops to it. Well, you're all hopped out? I've been waiting for that all day. Bleed it off, baby. All right, so uh, shout out to our now friends at Parallel 49. I talked about how I had that stout last week and and uh, mentioned in the episode that i was surprised to even find it on the shelf because it's definitely like a a winter feature parallel 49 actually commented uh at the soda pod on twitter and said like we're surprised you even found that on the shelf as well uh so to just uh to give a shout out to them i picked up a more refreshing summer beer. It's uh, it's India Pale Ale coming in at six or seven point two percent. The Filthy Dirty IPA. Uh, very excited for this one. It's so so refreshing. Um, you can't even taste that it's a super strong beer. 
everything you want in uh, in an IPA, and they do a bang up job with their art. It's a uh, well, it's a filthy pig, a filthy pig with his bling. And I got the box here as I'm going to be just guzzling them uh, <laughs> during this episode. So again, shout out to Parallel Forty Nine. Um, I know this is a Minnesota Wild based hockey podcast, but we'll talk to any brewery in any state, in any province. Uh, so shout out to you guys. If you want to come and talk about your beer, we're more than happy to have you hoppy. What do you got besides Northlands? <laughs> yeah. I mean, speaking of which you kind of took the words out of my mouth, man, on my way back from UP Michigan stopped at a quick trip because it's the most magical gas station in the world. But, uh, in Wisconsin, they have a pretty decent stock of beer and I wasn't even planning on getting anything. I was just kind of, you know, browse, just make sure I'm not missing out on anything. And this box just caught my eye immediately. Nice. Terrapin Beer Co. in Athens, Georgia, had Jeez. the Hopsecutioner IPA. I got all the Ninja Turtle vibes. This is just the coolest branding I've ever seen. That's so good cool. for them. Good for them. And I just looked them up because I didn't even know who they were, Isha. They got like 55,000 followers on Twitter. What? <laughs> yeah. Yo, jump on the podcast. <laughs> right. So like you said, we definitely prioritize all of our Minnesota friends. But hey, when they're not talking to us, we will absolutely gladly bring Terrapin Beer on to talk about whatever it is they got going on over there. Because guess what? Solid beer, incredible can art. And uh, well, I, I just need to know more. <laughs> uh absolutely there you go two uh two call to actions there in one segment um well i know you're not you're not uh, obliged now to continue to to advertise obligated jesus christ uh (laughs) northland vodka but we should give a final shout out because it it was a hell of a run buddy as soon as i finish my beer they're getting another shout out don't worry okay okay that's sitting and waiting (laughs) if that's not a tease i don't know what is um yeah great beer on this uh on this recording here of the soda pod episode 169 so refreshed and uh and ready to get into some hockey talk so let's do it nhl news and notes on the other side we'll sprinkle in some wild talk as well and uh, just a reminder new episodes like this one's dropping on monday wednesday friday friday wild heavy wednesday it's super fun with make good choices and judge joey and monday's a wild card sometimes we'll do nhl heavy sometimes we'll bring on guests uh this is probably the funnest one to listen to out of the week so on the other side nhl news and notes you're listening to the soda pod episode 169 presented by the hockey podcast network Um, man, it's a good thing that there are more and more updates every day on this story that we've been talking about. It's funny when we first broke it, and I'm talking about the the Chicago Blackhawks sexual abuse case here uh, that was reported by Rick Rick Westhead, and he's doing an outstanding job of, you know, providing more updates and and more articles and uh, editing some of the articles to reflect more of the perspective and news that, that he's hearing. He's, you know, super busy right now on this case, and he's doing a a really good job. And again, I, I'm torn because it's a good thing that more and more people are coming out in this, this story isn't just being, you know, buried, you know, under the rug, like it has been for so many years and was at the time, but it's just more and more gut wrenching, the more and more uh, we read about it. Um, so I'm just going to give some updates and, uh, and some quotes here before Hopper and I just do a little back and forth on the subject uh, from Rick Westhead's uh, latest article on it. Like I said, uh, 
The horrific case is going to reveal more worse, worse news before it gets better. So continue to bear with us. We talked about in the last episode, how it was an open secret to the entire training staff. And not only a few players knew, apparently all players knew, you know, Brent Sopo came out and said, you know, that every, every manager and, and those, you know, higher ups in the Chicago Blackhawks who knew about this, you know, should be fired. And that all the players uh, knew about this. There was a team marketing official who, you know, remain nameless in the article, but who spoke out about it in the last article that we talked about in this one, two assist- assistant coaches came forward and commented on it. Paul Vincent and John Torchetti. Um, this is verbatim from the, the TSN article folks, but the two Blackhawks players told uh, both of these coaches of their abuse on or about May 16th, 2010 before game one of the Western conference finals in San Jose, then asked the team sports psychologist, James Gary to follow up. Uh, the coaches said a day later, the assistant coaches were called into a meeting at the team hotel in San Jose with team president, John McDonough, general manager, Stan Bowman, vice president of hockey operations, Al uh, McIsaac and, and Gary, of course, Paul Vincent said he asked the team executives to go to the sex crimes unit of the Chicago police department. Vincent said they refused just right there. You know, that, that was the worst, that was the worst case. And now we have someone, you know, coming out and, and, with his name and all saying that, no, that this happened and gave details on the meeting and more in the article goes on to talk about, you know, some of the college and high school parents when uh, Brad Ulrich actually, you know, moved on from the Chicago Blackhawks. And there's, there's quotes from some of the parents uh, of the college and high school team with just a general distrust for this coach upon first meeting him as well. One comment is jarring as such uh, one parent said, I definitely had concerns right away that this guy was having players over to his apartment and getting too close to them. A hockey coach buy a kid three hundred dollar golf drivers is grooming. That that is what that is what it is. I remember one time in the summer after his first season in Marquette, the team had a swim and barbecue party at a cabin out on the lake. And when the boys started wrestling, Brad jumped into it, but he wasn't really wrestling. It looked so wrong. And yes, I did say something, but the people who ran the team told me to mind my own business, and that I was crazy for saying anything like that. And my kid wound up being bullied because of it. Aldrich stayed at least another season after that. So again more jarring comments on both with what went on with the Blackhawks and those two players who are now, you know, suing the organization and now with parents of, you know, some of these kids who are in, in, involved and associated with this guy after he's with the Blackhawks. So, um, you know, I handed over to you, Hoppy to just, you know, comment, start, start us off with just commenting on it right now. I mean, commenting on it right now, the biggest thing I can say, and we've both kind of been reiterating this since the news started breaking is, this is just the tip of the iceberg. Like yeah. over the next couple of weeks, shit, maybe even months, this is just going to get worse. And well, after the Stanley cup playoffs, like you, like you just mentioned prior to recording. Yeah. It's, it's one of those things where you don't want to take attention away. And especially when you've got potentially conflicted people, which hey, Mark Bergevin says he had no knowledge that could completely be true, but NHL is not going to dive deep into this in the midst of, you know, a Canadian team finally being back in the finals, led there by Bergevin, who made all the right moves, got, you know, nominated as one of the nominees for GM of the year. And then all of a sudden, right in the finals, when they're already going up against a juggernaut in Tampa, be like, oh, so we're actually looking into Mark Bergevin being part of this. Um, but let's just wait a week and a half and then blow all this shit up. It's one of those things where, I mean, the NHL, you can be critical uh, about them and how they handle, you know, these, these crazier issues, whether it's, you know, racial issues, whether it's conduct and whether it's abuse and, and something as horrific as we're seeing here. 
Gary, you know, Gary Batman giving him the benefit of the doubt that he is a good human with a fucking heart. It, it, right now he's in business mode and it's like, we, I can't even launch an official like detailed investigation until like you said, next week where, you know, the business side of this is you turn the page, you know, pay the bills for the rest of this season and whatnot, the revenue, and then actually tackle this head on. It's not right, but I get it. I, you know, I, I get it. There is going to be an investigation. There has to be, you know, Bill Daly has gave kind of, you know, non-detailed comments on the matter, but I, I feel like, like you said, Hoppy, things are just gonna things are just gonna continue to blow up and and get bigger uh, as the summer rolls on with this story, and it's it's just it's absolutely disgusting. It really well, I mean, is. Sp- speaking of it continuing, uh, anyone that hasn't seen what Isha and I have shared and retweeted, check out Alex B. Smith uh, doing you know some freelance investigative work here, digging into you know someone asked about Nick Letty, you know whether there was anything with him going on in this story, and he's like. Well, shit, Kim Janssen just kind of faded out and disappeared into oblivion, never to be heard from again. Let's see if there's something to dig into here. And you look back and you see a story written last year about how basically Kim Janssen like had concussion issues, played a couple games, never heard from again. No one knows how he faded out, ended up moving back to Sweden, won't take interviews. And it's just like, holy shit. And what year did all this, this go down? Is, oh, 2010. Weird. 2010. And that. So you just wonder where it can snowball from here, right? Like I'm literally sitting here like like Charlie in Always Sunny and I'm looking at my map and I've got all these things yeah. drawn out with yarn and it's like, holy fuck. Well, because if every player knew about it, who's going to come forward and comment? Who's going to come forward in support of either party? Like this is like he saying it's the tip of the iceberg is is exactly what it is. So when, when I first commented on this story you know a few episodes ago i honestly thought we weren't going to hear a follow-up on it for a long time and and maybe even at all to a big extent like we're seeing right now much like the story we saw earlier this season with the the wilkes-barre scranton story in the pittsburgh penguins it is the total opposite and to bring it full circle it's gut-wrenching but i'm, I'm happy to see that finally people are talking about it because even the media has been you know tight-lipped about this uh even just general people on twitter hell the social justice warriors who will you know put babcock and don cherry on a on a you know on a crucifix yet they don't even want to talk about this it's crazy but that's where you got to know there's something else going on right when they're not talking about it now it's not because they're not going to they're waiting it's gonna all blow up like everyone's upset because daily said that they're not investigating right now key being they're not doing it right now there's nothing stopping them from revisiting this at any point it's just one of those things i mean i i hate the blackhawks as much as anyone should from minnesota but like i feel bad for some of the players and shit even front office and coaching staff people that are gonna get just have their life turned upside down for something that they were not here or a part of, but everyone that was part of this, Oh, they better get what they have coming. Yeah. They're like saying the word scumbag. And for me, for some reason, that's just like, that is a, that is a hurtful fucking word. Like that doesn't even, that doesn't even come close to, you know, 
to what to what these guys are and yeah i hope they i hope they get what's coming as well we'll continue to comment on this story we'll continue to uh perhaps actually even bring in some guests to comment on it um i know some local writers in chicago and i've been connecting with some people at tsn too so if we can bring people like the experts who are actually following this story on in the next couple episodes uh we, we promise that we will uh moving on to a potential uh, positive note, depending how you're looking at it. You know, Minnesota Wild fans are divided on this, but I think we can expand the topic nonetheless, Toppy. Michael Russo of The Athletic reporting that the Buffalo Sabres and the Minnesota Wild are in fact talking about a potential Jack Eichel trade. My question that I want to pose to you before, again, we just blow up this topic and talk about, you know, potential centers in the, in the NHL up for grabs in general. Does his injury and in particular a surgery that may put him out the whole season, or let's be honest, like two thirds of the season. Does that help lower the price? Cause we saw the potential asking price. Could Billy Garrett not be like, look, if this is the case, you're not getting them next year. We're not getting them next year. One piece should be removed from this deal. What are your thoughts? Well, logically speaking, you're spot on, but the problem is it doesn't matter. Cause it's all market value, right? Is someone else willing to pay more? This is all about positioning and who's going to win the bid. So if someone else is willing to match that, then I say good luck, Jack Eichel, playing wherever that is because, I mean, what's being rumored, and again, rumored, who knows where it's at, but if it's tied to Russo and he's saying it, there's got to be a lot of truth to it. Yeah, The the asking price is just ridiculous. And... I don't know. It it makes Poppy. no sense. <laughs> People ripped on us for our like put projected, you know, asking price for what a bit what it would be, and ours was way more sound and logical than what we saw there. Yeah, it's. I think we got to wait and see because maybe hey, anyone in negotiation, you start high, right, and then you work towards the middle with each other. For sure. Maybe for sure. that's just you know, a little bit of jockeying from Kevin Adams, who knows he's gotten worked over in recent trades and has to make up for it here if he's going to move out a guy of Eichel's caliber but man with all the uncertainty around that injury it's tough because a a lot of people too will talk about the character thing again maybe there's some truth to it I'm not worried about that if he comes over here between he's still being the same east coast guy being able to you know again put him in his place to an extent also, looking at a guy who knows what's being said about him, he wants to come in and prove everybody wrong. And at the Dude, end look, of the day, the, the injury yeah, injuries. Yeah. Look, hot-headed assholes who've come into the league with you know a lot of swagger and whatnot. You know, I, I think of like Eric Lindros. Was he ever like sh- like a true captain to a team? I, I don't ever think so. I think this guy was always like, I'm the shit, and I'm gonna try to like you know carry this team or whatever. And he was an outstanding player in the process. And shit man he was probably when all said and done jack eichel will be in you know a tier a tier with him and you know injuries aside to a player that you know it was unbelievable but right under that like mcdavid elite status and yeah i think i think they're similar in that sense that people can't 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 write this guy off because he's so young and lindros became a veteran became a respectable guy in the room after his first few years especially upon being drafted of course and that's the extreme where there were some attitude issues there that's the extreme. That's the extreme. <laughs> well, where do you want to go? Uh, let's go to, he is the reason that the Carolina Hurricanes currently have the best coach in the league. That is true. 
That is true. <laughs> but we don't have to dive into those details. Anyone wants more details, you let us know. But uh, that that's pretty, soda pod. pretty easy out there for you to uh, access yourself. Um, it's kind of dirty comparing Eichel to Lindros because he was very just outspokenly, I give a fuck about me and nothing else. But uh, again, you make a good point with even if but he, he matured, is, But he matured. That's what I'm saying. Like Eichel's... To- <laughs> Look... <laughs> he matured enough okay and it wasn't his fault the rangers wanted to build a super team for the guys who didn't even live in the same neighborhood but anyways that's a that's a story for another day but check out the podcast we're all a little crazy theo's got some banger uh bingo actually hockey stories in the last few episodes um okay centers around the league because again if this is the asking price for jack eichel i personally as a wild fan would like management to look elsewhere to fill in that void Sam Reinhardt, obviously the obvious choice there, but Hoppy, hit us with some others. Well, first, we should probably let people know, in case you aren't aware, that what's being reported is that not one or the other, but Rossi and Boldy would be wanted, then maybe a Dumba or Fiala, one of the two, and multiple draft picks. Yeah, we're talking two firsts, a second, you know, maybe even throw a third in there. This is just a a hard no for me, but... uh, Centers across the league, and there's been a lot of people coming out with articles saying who they'd go for. And the question becomes, like, what do you want to part with to bring in that piece? You know, I I think that the best case scenario is finding some form of, you know, Dumba and small piece for a Christian Dvorak, right? Yeah, that is an incredible move. I love that a lot of people are writing about Tomas Hurdle because that's someone that I've thought would be a great one to go for. He's going to cost more. Can we talk? Can we talk about him for a little bit? Yeah, let's let's talk about him, and then we can move on to some other ones if you want. So I think he's one of the most underrated centers in the league. This guy um, had to put up a career high. Broken it. Exactly. He put up a career high seventy four points two years ago. Last year in the you know the crazy COVID season, if they would have played eighty two games, it would have been a projected like sixty eight points. So again, around that you know, 70 point margin. And this year, if they would have played 80, 82 games, it would have been a projected 72 points, uh, you know, just shy of his career high hoppy. I looked in, I did a deep dive into his analytics. Cause I was actually, I was actually hoping you would mention him all are good. Everything in every category of his analytics defensively too. This guy is, he's a needle. He's a needle mover for that team and he can score and he can play you know, a tremendous offense and he has no tools around him in San Jose, you know, arguably the last three years. I'm not no, but I, I get what you're saying. Not as much as, you know, someone who would not put as up much those as numbers. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. And someone who would put up those numbers at the center position and he's 27 turning 28 years old. I believe he turns 28 in October. I could be wrong there, but anyways, I, you said it may be a little bit more expensive to get, but this is a great, great piece to bring in because as far as the injuries too, nothing too grave, more just like muscle and tissue stuff that once it's prepared, once it's repaired, you're good to go. Yeah. And the, the question then comes down, it's kind of twofold, right? Because I don't need to add on to what you say about his ability. I've loved him since his rookie year. I think that he is very undervalued. The sharks aren't going to undervalue him. Um, how much are we willing to give up? And how do we feel with, you know, again, the whole, Garen vibe, right? Where we're rebuilding this. It's being retooled in a very, very positive way, younger, faster. And how do you feel? Cause you're going to have to give this guy a six or seven year deal. Right. And hey, that, means deal. that means he's playing mid late thirties. That's mid thirties. Sorry. But 
That that's just where you ask the question. Like when the Wild are competing to win a cup, he's 31 or 32. How do we feel about that piece? That's true, but you look at Sam Reinhardt, he's 25, 26. And if they, if they, right. if they that if, helps a lot. <laughs> well, one or two, you know, two years, it's not a huge difference. Two years is a massive difference. I don't know. Not if you look at a player who's as good as Hurdle. I don't think those two years make make that much of a difference. Again, I'm not saying no. I'm just saying that's a big piece to consider because I don't think the Wild are truly contending for a cup the next couple of seasons. But if if you're gonna go after him, this is the time because this is the cutoff age where you give us you know a six you know like a seven mil per year six year deal sort of thing. And we should re-emphasize here too for everyone. This is why Kaprizov is looking for a short-term deal, right? First off, he wants to see if Garen's building the team the right way, and it's worth his time to then sign the big ticket long-term. He also knows that somewhere between 27 and 29 is usually when you're getting that last big boy contract. He does not want to take an eight-year deal right now that puts him into his early 30s when he's not going to get another big ticket like that. So why not bridge it? Hedge your bets because guess what? If the wild are good, they treat you right and you want to be here. Great. Extort them for money. But if not, great. You're not locked in and you can fucking leave. So like everyone, I know people are overreacting. There's some people who definitely are keeping their heads level on this, but largely like if I were Kirill Kaprizov, I would want a three or four year deal right now. And I completely understand why he's going to fight for that. Yeah, no, 100%. Uh, anything, any other centers you want to bring up? There's a lot to bring up. Um, it, and it, we can continue it, to roll them out before a trade, you know, ensues, yeah. of course, but let, let's, one so, more names, right, throw another let, name. All right, let's go fucking wacky here. Um, it's going to be an either or, I guess, but you look at the team that everyone labels as cheaters, which anyone that says that's a little bitch. I don't care. Tampa Bay lightning. They're going to have to make big changes after this year. And why not? aggressively overpay for the Consmith winner for the player that you should have drafted. You shouldn't have swapped one pick with each other to pick up a fucking seventh overpay, whatever they ask short of Kaprizov. Cause I know that's what everyone wants to hear. Whatever they ask for Braden point, because guess what? Guess what? He's already too much for them. And he's on a huge discount. He's going to need big boy bucks in like what, two seasons? And Tampa cannot keep him at that point. It is no, not they're possible. They're locked in with Stamkos. Yes, it's it's cost prohibitive. Well, Stamkos and Kucherov. Well, yeah, of course. And but I'm just saying, at the center position, they're locked in with Stamkos. Which is funny because he's been a wing. I know. Late, but, <laughs> but that's the point. So guess what? They have to. They have to. They have to. They have to lose Point or Sorelli because they're both going to demand bigger dollars. And guess what? Stamkos can slide into the middle. He's going absolutely nowhere. And they're going to have to choose. Then who do they want to keep between Point and Sorelli? And guess what? I think you throw Stamkos at first line. You put Sorelli second line because he's very well suited there to play that, you know, two way game, be a supplemented player. And they make out like bandits trading for a young guy like Rossi, who, guess what? Comes in low price. And he fits exactly what they goddamn need. Someone that doesn't cost money that can actually play. And I think you can find a way. And I love Rossi. Love him. I threw. uh, I went nuts when they drafted him. All right. There is no player in this league that I would be more excited about bringing into this organization than Braden Point. Like flat out. It's not even close. 
And I will overpay for that player who's what fucking 25 years old. Hoppy. Uh, I'm moist right now, and it ain't because of the sweat, bud. That's it's a, a hell of a mix. <laughs> that's a hell that's a hell of a point take. And I would love to see that. And there's other names on Tampa that they're going to have to, if they want to commit to again, you know, they're going to have to give, give some dollars to, and you know, look at Andre Palat this season, hell of a season on a pretty good deal of 5.3. That's only one more year too. So he's probably out soon. And I'm not saying he's a center. I'm saying they have, they have this Tampa team. This is kind of their last run with this exact core. I'll, I'll, so this team clearly has a culture built, right? Like Palat, Palat, he's, 30, right? He's in his twilight. This guy wants to ride into the sunset in Tampa. No tax. He'll take a discount, right? Braden Point and Anthony Sorelli, they are guys that are younger players that only have better hockey ahead of them. And they took, you know, small bridge deals because they want to be on this team. They want to go on this multi-cup run. They're not taking another fucking discount, (laughs) And they're going to have to pick between the two. I got one quick one for you. Um, yeah. And then we'll move on here because we're short on time. Uh, what about addressing it without having to give up too much with a player who is a easy 60 to 70 point guy who can play multiple positions, either the wing and can be a top center in someone who may be on the block in JT Miller. You're not going to have to give up too much for JT Miller. You got that top center position filled and shit. You're just as good as a team and better than last year. And you don't have to, you don't have to give up hardly anything. And I'm, yes, it's going to take something, but compared to these centers that we're talking about, not even close. I'm a little skeptical about him being moved. Would it be someone that you would like to see on the wild? If the wild don't have to, you know, give a haul for him because that is yeah. a possibility. Yeah, if if he's okay playing center, because again, a lot of what we've seen from him in Vancouver is playing on the wing. But because he likes but playing next to Pedersen, if you throw right. him next to Kaprizov and say I, play center, but you don't know that, right? He like again, he's never played better than what he's done with Vancouver. Maybe playing wing is part of that, but he played a lot of center this year though because of Elias Pedersen's injury. So that's why I bring it up because I was very impressed actually because I've only ever seen him play center on the third line in oh, Tampa. See no. him play? Oof. Did you see him in New York at all? The guy can oh, fucking play. Sorry. Do you, yeah, he played. I guess he was on the third line in New York. Sorry. For some reason, I thought he was like second he line bounced, there. But no, you're right. He bounced around. He was no. he was anywhere in the top nine. Fair. I'll, I'll give you that one. But I really, again, I watch more Canucks than the fucking Rangers. So that's where I was like, whoa, this guy actually can play center. And to be honest, when he was playing with Ellis Pedersen, he took the faceoffs nine out of 10 times. Yeah, uh, this is a tough one for me because I think he is a great player. I would take him without a lot of question, especially if it's purely to move dollars, right, for Vancouver, and they're willing to move him at somewhat of a discount. But I don't see him coming in a discount because of what he's done there. And from their perspective, they view him very highly. Like, he has – has he not been the leader of that team, more or less, since the <laughs> departure of the real leaders? Uh, let's say he's not the most popular guy in the room. Is he not? No. Okay. Why? No, uh, he – is very outspoken and some players don't think that his critique is warranted sometimes. Okay. Well, games. Tyler Myers can fuck off. No, no I, I don't <laughs> know. Kidding, names. I've, I've, I've just heard that, you know, he's not, but he's they, also they were, outspoken to the media and he defends the team. And like, he's the guy that's speaking out for the, 
the players, right? When they're like, why the fuck are we coming back? Fair. I have no issue with it. I like that fire. I'm old school, I guess. Sure. Um, there were just stories about it this year. I'm just I'm just saying what okay. I heard. Well, where then, it wasn't okay. it wasn't I don't want to say he was unliked, but he wasn't the most popular player. So so Isha, if that's the case, then why are we willing to make that sacrifice for a JT Miller, but not a a Jack Eichel, who's clearly this locker room cancer. Because Hoppy, he's stuck in expensive Vancouver, Canada. He wants to come back to the U.S. of A. Yeah, right. Um, I know, and, I and, mean, and, and by I don't think that it's going to be a bargain. I'm just saying it's going to be less right. than a hurdle. Eichel, Sam Reinhart, because you know he's not. He was never a bona fide top center, but maybe for this team, he could fill that void. He, I think he could. The real question becomes: Does he stay? Yeah. You know, that, that is the real question. Um, I, I did have one more point on the outline. I'm going to actually just uh, save it and we'll, we'll maybe oh. throw it on the Friday episode or maybe on the Wednesday episode. Cause it's one of those that doesn't really matter. It's more just a Canadian thing. And uh, <laughs> I do want to get to the Tim Peel's hot mic of the week. So if it's okay with you, Hoppy, I think we uh, put a bow on this segment and uh, move over to Tim Peel's hot mic of the week. Or is there, is there anything else you wanted to jump uh, comment on? Yes. I, there's one more thing I would like to comment on. And good, because um, I actually had to change uh, board I'll, settings here. Yep, so. I'll save you time. We're good. <laughs> um, have to, again, give a big shout-out. Uh, I'm a man of my word. I lost a bet. Mark Parrish, Northland Vodka is delightful. I buy it, even when it's not on discount, because you've won initials. And uh, I'm drinking it here tonight. Going with my standard play, being the Fresca and vodka, but I can honestly... Drink it in any kind of vodka mix you want here in my giant uh, mule mug, I guess we'll call it. I've heard a lot of different names, Um, but bummer to see the aisles go out. A lot of Minnesota boys wanted to see basically shit. It would have been the Spider-Man meme all over again, right? Habs and Islanders pointing at each other. Very similar team and approach. Um, Sucks that they're out. Um, Sorry, Josh, that. Nick wasn't able to make it to the next round either, but uh, hey, hopefully someday we'll get Mark Parrish on here to talk to us about this whole debacle and uh, whether or not the pesky Isles can make any pushes in the next couple of seasons here with you know the current roster construct when they keep on running into the fucking Tampa Bay Lightning. Well said, well said. Yeah, Mark, would love to have you on the show. All right, on the other side, Tim Peel's Hot Mic of the Week. It's a battle of the business here on episode 169 of the Soda Pod presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. It wasn't much, but I wanted to get a fucking penalty against Nashville early. All right, this week, look, I'll say it straight up. We don't have a we don't have a guest judge. It wasn't my best work. I'm just gonna say that right right off the bat. It did make me chuckle, and a really cool name for the segment, like a sub name, uh, it came to be because of it. Battle of the business. Two NFL referees. One more. One, one's an old fart, and one a lot younger. Both used. The same term. Now, I'm not a huge football guy. Hoppy, you can maybe chime in and tell me if this is something that happens regularly. But I thought it was funny that uh, that one of these guys being the old fart, one of these guys being the newer uh, NFL referee, both used this same line, the same line uh, when they turned on the mic to call the penalty. So here we go. Uh, business number one. Oh, 
pick this up. On number 99 of the defense, after he tackled the quarterback, he's giving them business down there. That's a 15-yard penalty. How about that? Giving them the business. Just giving them the business. So, old school guy there, old school ref. Uh, here's the younger guy. Walking the back as Tom O'Brien looks on. Tony Brown. Personal file. 69. Offense. He was giving them the business. He played it there. Now, Isha, I got to ask, which of those was the the old bull and which one was the young calf? So <laughs> the one we just heard, the second one was the young calf. Okay. Um, I mean, if you're asking me to choose between these two, which are both very similar, it's easily going to the young calf because he actually called the penalty, giving him the business. Whereas the other guy just was talking about giving him the business <laughs> and you know the, the people up in the booth are laughing about it. He actually assigned the penalty as yardage for giving him the business. <laughs> so yeah, that, that's, that's an easy pick for me. And uh, Hey, not your best work, but when you let in with that, I thought it would be a lot worse. So okay. certainly not, yeah. not, not a bad Tim Peel hot mic. All right. Like I said, I was in it for more, more so for the name. <laughs> battle the business uh as always we want to hear from you if you're a fan of tim peel's hot mic of the week tell us which one you like comment shoot us a message at the soda pod twitter and facebook and that about wraps up the show folks thanks to those tuning in on google spotify and apple podcasts folks the best thing you can do for us this week any week is to give us five stars on itunes and apple Podcasts. leave us a review tell us what you're drinking we don't care it just helps us Rise the ranks on Chartable. Go listen to our website as well. If you're a fan of the sport of hockey, we have a podcast for you at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com. And on your app, please download the episode before you listen as it just helps our business. Don't forget to follow myself at VI Sports Talk. You can follow the Soda Pod at the Soda Pod. And you follow the Hockey Podcast Network since we are in the Stanley Cup Finals. One more round of the Stanley Cup Playoffs contest we have going on at the Soda Pod. Basically, half an hour before every game, we'll ask for your prediction of who's going to win that game and for you to simply retweet the post. By doing that, you're automatically entered into the contest. We've been giving jerseys away left, right, and center every single round of the playoffs. So last chance to enter at hockey pod net hoppy. Where can they find you? You can find me at state of hoppy on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and untapped. Anyone that adds me, I'm happy to connect on there. If you want to see my beer ratings, what I do and don't like, whether that's because you want to go for the ones I like, or if you want to go reverse and you think that my opinion sucks and you want to go for the ones I don't like, hey, I don't take any offense to it. But as a reminder, anyone that's either listening to the podcast or just hanging out at home and watching hockey, playing games, don't give a shit. If you're rating your beers and you're not at a brewery, you should be tagging the Sota Pod as long as you're within 40 miles of XL Energy Center tag it throw your beer in give us a review in the description we will talk about it on the show especially if you find a crazy fucking beer like terrapin <laughs> beer co's popsecutioner in bumfuck nowhere wisconsin um but again everyone throw it in there we'd love to talk about the different beers you're having i want to see what other people are drinking and see if i can get any good tidbits out of it and let us know if there's anything you want opinions on too but uh yeah take it away isha 
I mean, what else could I say? That was that was a hell of an ending. Um, now I'm just on the Braden Point train to Minnesota, baby. Let's go. Hoppy. Signing off, <laughs> I'm Isha Drome alongside the state of Hoppy. This has been the Soda Pod presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. I mean, after that comment, you must be good there, eh, bro? Good. <laughs> Don't fear, just drink some beer and stay wild.